0: The pain, pain. All
1: the blood, blood, all the pain, pain. Hi out listeners, we're your hosts, Ashley and Ricky. And we're here today with another true crime episode that we both researched, Put together and hosted just for you in the form of a crime salad. The information that we find is mostly found on the internet, researching court documents, articles, and local news. And who doesn't enjoy investigating a true crime every Wednesday as you're working or driving your commute? Well, that's where we come in. If you would like to help support Crime Salad, share our podcast with a friend and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any platform you listen to podcasts on. It was the morning of May 12, 2015. A close neighbor and friend heard two gunshots as she was heading to work near the Durham's home. It wasn't thought to be very alarming due to the fact that Martin was often hunting, so it was assumed that, well, he was hunting. But what she walks into is something that will scar her for the rest of her life. Today, we have an interesting case with a very interesting witness. The case brings us to Michigan, to the home of Martin and Glenna Durham. And of course, we can't forget to mention their pets an African gray parrot who was always known to have a foul mouth, and their pet dog. They lived in Sand Lake, Michigan, a small town about 25 miles from Grand Rapids. The couple was doing their most that they could to get by while enjoying the simple things in life like friends and family. But imagine having a rude awakening, that your house was nearing foreclosure, the frustration and worry you would have not knowing what to do. Well, this leads us to the story of the murder of Martin Durham.
0: So in this little town sits the couple's 920 square foot Blue Mobile home. At this time, their kids from previous marriages have all grown up and moved out. So it really was just the two of them. They married in 2005, and Glenna became Martin's caregiver once his health wasn't doing so well. After a nearing fatal car accident that happened in 1995, but luckily he survived. However, it left him in very bad condition. He was suffering from numerous broken bones and injuries to his organs. Once he was out of the hospital, and years after his slight recovery... He was able to do small things around the house after the accident. This is when Glenna came along to help Martin by managing the household money and his bills. Although the terrible accident left Martin unemployed, when he was able to do more, he would mow the neighbor's grass, plow the snow, but didn't expect anything in return. He would also go hunting for sport during his free time, where he had a collection of guns in the home and trophies of deer heads hanging on his wall. One of Martin's friends was also a close neighbor. He noticed that he hasn't answered any of his texts, which was strange because they always talked and seemed to keep in touch. However, he wasn't able to walk next door at the time just to check to see if everything was okay because he was on the road as a truck driver. So he got a hold of his wife and asked her to go see if the Durhams were home and see if they're doing all right. So after work, his wife went to the Durhams' house to check. She arrived at the house and knocked on the front door, which she noticed was locked, and she also knocked on the windows for a few minutes, but the only thing she could hear was the dog barking in their bedroom, and all of the windows and doors in the house were locked as if no one was home, so she didn't get too involved and just let it go until the next day. The next morning she came by again for a second time, and still there was no sign of the Durham's. So she gave it one more final try around 3.30 p.m. that day, and tried to open the door, assuming it would still be locked, but the door opened. As she opened the door and walked into the house, she noticed it was quiet, aside from the dog barking, and that the living room looked a bit disorderly, a little more than normal, but it still appeared that no one was home, which really wasn't like them. So she walked around the house and into the master bedroom, and what she found was something she will never forget inside the bloodied room was martin's body face down in his own pool of blood and glenna his wife under a blanket with just her head peeking out as her hair was matted with blood and her face was pale as a ghost neither one was moving at all she ran out of the house to get help assuming both martin and glenna were dead and three firemen were the first to respond as they were originally responding to an incident nearby. When she brought the firefighters into the bedroom, it caught the neighbor's attention that Glenna's head was positioned in a slightly different spot, but she didn't say anything. I mean, you gotta think here, with the adrenaline and emotions being that high, and walking into a house like this and seeing everything that she saw, maybe she just thought her mind was playing tricks on her.
1: And it's so interesting to think that the two gunshots the neighbor heard that morning were most likely the same gunshots that killed her friends. So the Sand Lake Fire chief called the police to confirm the death of both Martin and Glenna Durham and explained to the dispatcher that it appeared to be a suicide from the scene. However, it's not really their part to actually search or do a full investigation, so they left the scene as soon as they saw the bodies were laying lifeless and waited for the police to arrive. Once the police arrived, they did a first search, basically clearing the home that no one needed medical attention. Martin, lying on the ground, was confirmed deceased as their pet dog was very protective, curled up next to him and growling as the police searched the room. His death was later confirmed from multiple gunshot wounds, five in total, some being fired at very close range. Police see Glenna's blood-covered hair as her body was covered in blankets. The house was confirmed cleared of anyone needing medical attention at this time. But a whole hour goes by and an officer takes a closer look and although glenna hasn't moved or made any sounds he thought he noticed her faintly breathing when checking her wrist for her pulse shockingly she opened her eyes sat up and immediately became very confused as to what was going on or who this officer was she was yelling at the police telling them to leave her alone As her hair and shirt were covered in blood, soon an ambulance arrived to take her to the hospital. She was placed on a stretcher as she continued to be very combative with everyone, even trying to unbuckle herself. When the neurosurgeon investigated the injuries of Glenna, they found two bullet wounds on the right side of her head that went through her skull behind her ear, However, these gun wounds were confirmed not lethal wounds and were proven to not cause any severe brain injury resulting in loss of consciousness. However, her injuries did require months of rehabilitation. When searching the home, police did notice the shooting did happen in the bedroom of the house. On the end of the bed were three empty firearm cartridges and one full cartridge. Police also found a key that was used to unlock Martin's gun safe that was lying on the bedroom floor. So if there was an actual killer that broke into the house, it's assumed that the gun was owned by Martin and was locked away in his gun cabinet. Throughout other parts of the house, there were traces of blood on items in the kitchen and the living room, and when they were tested, it was positive for Glenna's blood. Also found in the living room underneath a chair was a 22 Ruger pistol. And after detailed forensic testing, it was confirmed to be the murder weapon, being that the markings on the bullet casings were an exact match to the pistol. And also on the crime scene was a pillow that was found with bullet holes in it, which was assumed to be used as some sort of barrier to kill Martin. We're going to take a quick break here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that I personally use for my mental health. They provide a number of professional licensed counselors who specialize in all situations that may be interfering with your happiness. It's seriously my personal outlet to get my mind right. It's affordable. It's so convenient. I decided to give BetterHelp a shot when I was going through a very anxious part of my life. So I just signed up and I was matched with an amazing counselor who was so willing to talk with me right away. We actually set up a video chat later in the week to catch up. We are all so busy. Give yourself the care that you need today. Start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Crime Salad. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P e slash Crime Salad.
0: So to go back to Glenna's blood being found in different parts of the home, it kind of makes you wonder, whoever the killer was, Were they, like, hanging out after the attack with bloody hands while touching everything? It just seems off to me.
1: Yeah, it does. And even more off because, for one, why was it only Glenna's blood and not Martin's, even though he was the one who was fatally shot a total of five times? And again, we know someone had to have access to the inside of the house because the door was locked. And then when the neighbor came back... It was unlocked, so something's definitely suspicious. And another thing that was taken by police but actually found by the children the day after the incident was a manila folder, and inside were three white envelopes and individual letters from Glenna, each addressed to her daughter, her son, and her ex-husband. The letters were apology letters saying how she messed up and she was sorry, not mentioning anything about killing Martin or anything about killing herself.
0: So these letters, were they suicide notes? Like, was this all a murder-suicide attempt that didn't fully pan out?
1: Yeah, it's definitely looking this way. And it seems like being that the suicide didn't fully follow through It's like she's trying to pin this murder on someone who broke in. She's even starting to point to family members. But I'm curious to her explanation about these letters. Like, what were they for if that were the case? And so while investigators are looking more and more into this case, the evidence that they're finding is supporting the fact that this is a murder slash attempted suicide So during court, it was found that her cell phone showed circumstantial evidence pointing to Glenna as the killer. The morning before the shooting, around 3.30-ish a.m., her search history showed three different searches. Ruger safety announcements, her second one was Ruger safety blue book, and Ruger inside and out. Information about this specific gun was researched for about an hour. The evidence was ruled out in court because it was agreed that there was no way to prove her looking up the gun linked to any intentions of her using the gun to kill her husband and shooting herself, which is kind of crazy. About an hour following these searches, Glenna sent a text to her mom saying, I love you, sorry. It is assumed shortly after this text, gunshots were fired. After numerous interviews with the family asking about how the relationship was between Martin and Glenna, they mentioned that they were pretty reserved. But something stuck out to a family member. It was about a joke that Glenna often said, sometimes even around her husband saying how she was going to kill him to collect his money and possessions. When I first read this, I was, who jokes about that? But I guess to let others know she was joking, she would even laugh a little bit afterwards. His response was always a laugh, followed by, yeah, you're not getting anything from me. So he played it off as a joke. And looking back, it's almost like a sign that went without noticing that maybe this has been a plan of hers for a while. Kind of a harsh joke if you ask me.
0: So what was the reason for murdering her husband, and then her plan to kill herself? Well, Glenna was keeping a big secret from her husband and her family. We came across an article that Glenna had a bit of a gambling problem, which could have contributed to the money problems they were having. And it wasn't until Martin received a phone call from a family member about two weeks before his murder. He told him that his house was in the paper in foreclosure and that it was going to be auctioned off. This was new news to Martin, having no idea of this happening. Surprised, he got a copy of the paper and showed it to Glenna. Glenna said it must have been a misprint and she would call the paper, but this wasn't a misprint. The family's estate attorney reported that the auction was to take place on May 13th, the same day the neighbor discovered the crime scene in the Durham's house. It was estimated that the payments had not been made in over a year.
1: When was Glenna planning to tell Martin about the foreclosure? Did she just keep blowing it off like nothing bad would happen? From the sound of the situation, it makes sense that she might have had a gambling addiction, when over a year, the whole time, he just assumed the house payment was being taken care of.
0: Whatever she was thinking was extremely unjust and selfish, being that she felt that ending Martin's life, and then her own, would make this whole situation disappear. I feel like she just snapped. So, shortly after Martin's death, an unexpected witness came forward. This special witness named Bud was Martin's loyal pet parrot, who actually may be the only true witness in this case. Bud now lives with Martin's ex-wife, Christina. Christina has a few parrots of her own and brought on this little guy. Originally, Bud lived with her and Martin when they were still together, so she was happy to take him in. While living at his new home, shortly after the murder, he was mimicking what sounded like a reenactment of that night, and from his family, they all agree that this was Martin's voice, trying to defend himself, yelling, don't effing shoot. And then the parrot changes its voice to sound more like Glenna, saying shut up and other demanding things. When I first heard Bud in a video, it gave me chills, and the family truly believe that this is their proof that Martin was killed by Glenna. Martin's ex-wife believes what Bud said was Martin's last words before being killed. After a little bit of searching, we came across a video of Bud doing this reenactment. And in this next clip, you can actually hear Bud talking. It's all pretty chilling, but also amazing at the same time that this little bird voiced what he saw that night when he lost his loving owner. Heads were turning because people were shocked by what they heard, and it had people looking into this case a bit more. And although Bud was ruled out as a credible witness in the case, it was still a no-brainer. The court argued that the parrot could have just heard something on TV that may not be specific to what happened that night. But for all we know, he may be the only true witness in this case. Bud is an African parrot, and a little fun fact, these parrots are one of the most intelligent parrot species, and they have the ability to develop a large vocabulary and communicate efficiently with their owner, of course with a committed and patient owner. Once the police were able to question Glenna, the interview went on for four hours, blaming her family, including aunts and uncles that could have entered the house, and Martin's side of the family. It was also noted that just two weeks before his murder, Martin had surgery in February and another surgery in April, so he really wasn't in the best shape physically. During the trial, defense lawyers submitted a list of medications Glenna was using, trying to convince the jury that the wife wasn't in her right state of mind at the time of the shooting, and also claiming that she couldn't recollect events of what happened that night. On August 28, 2017, over a year after the horrible murder of Martin, the jury found Martin's wife of 10 years guilty of murdering her husband, shooting him five times, and she also has been charged with first-degree homicide and felony firearms for the deadly crime and sentenced to life in prison.
1: So this concludes our episode of the murder of Martin Durham. And as always, you can find pictures of what we came across about this cold murder on our website at crimesaladpodcast.com. You're also invited to join us on our Crime Salad Facebook discussion group where you can post links to cases you think are interesting or share anything crime related and meet other true Crime Salad investigators just like yourself. And feel free to invite a friend. And if you would like to help support Crime Salad, write us a five-star review wherever you're listening to us now to help other listeners find us. And remember to follow us on Instagram and be sure to tell a friend about Crime Salad. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next week. Crime Salad is a true crime podcast delivering a healthy portion of crime. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production.
0: Are you kidding me? That was perfect.
1: And here's a quick message from our friends. We're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin. and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show, Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast. The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolved Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us, and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. All the blood, blood,
0: all the pain.